Because of the ongoing COVID-19 epidemic, we continue to pre-record our episodes over Zoom. Hello, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Uh, it was uh, like, like it was on Tuesday, but, uh, you know, I, any excuse to play the Stars and Stripes forever and not have it be totally stupid, uh, I'm down for, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I like listening to all those theme songs of all our services. The Navy, the Space Force. It's theme songs. I'm a little patriotic. The Space Force. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if it's really yeah. by John Williams, it's probably the actually Marines. good, but, you know. I love it. This the theme a, songs. I love it so much. Yeah, go to foreign countries and kill people. No. <laughs> but yeah, I got I got military in my family, and I get a little misty when I hear them. I can't help it. So, oh well. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna remember. That. <laughs> That's yeah. the best thing I've ever heard. The theme military songs. theme songs. The military yeah. theme Mil- songs. <laughs> um yeah you know genre, you just see the I military think, credits going by and like block yeah no ab- absolutely the opening titles really slap um i think uh the president's you know, like looking away and then turns around with a with a wry smile on his face i honestly i think you and i maybe have been a little uncharitable about the u.s military narrative universe you know, because like there's a lot of crossovers and continuity, there some is. recurring characters, you know, mm-hmm. and um, some really impressive special effects. And, um, you know, I mean, yeah, a few tens of millions of dead people. But I mean, you know, it's fine. Anyway, like I said, happy Independence Day, everybody. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we're going to focus on uh, 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 stuff here in the USA. I think pretty much this episode is going to wind up talking about SCOTUS uh, and various decisions by our Supreme Court. Yeah. But just got to mention, hey, uh, you know, uh, speaking of military ex- uh, uh, adventurism and so forth, noticed that uh, uh, Vladimir Putin's, you know, best mercenary chief uh, staged a little abortive coup. Um uh, Putin's uh, security people seem to his secret police seem to have uh, have things in hand, but still that looked pretty bad. Uh, you know, uh, was a tanks wild ro- weekend. Yeah, tanks rolling up the road, and nobody seemed to care about stopping them. So, um, in fact, they were welcomed and cheered in one yeah, of the yeah. cities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rostov on Don, I think. And uh, it, it's noteworthy that Putin apparently his presidential plane took off and then shut off its transponder. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so couldn't be shot down? Oh, that's interesting. Or found, you know. <laughs> or found, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I love it that Prigozhin sent his two planes to Belarus, right? And he wasn't yeah. on them. And everybody wow. thought, oh, he, he went to exile in Belarus and he didn't. <laughs> I uh, yeah well it's it's, it's interesting week. <laughs> they're all terrible people, and if they all you know wind up you know knifing each other in the dark in a mad scramble for power, I don't think we'll be the worse off for it. But you know, yeah, um, I I just hope it leads to you know uh, uh, things falling apart for Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and 
you know, and from there, hey, maybe peace will break out and won't have people, you know, fighting and dying for no particularly good reason, you know, like thus preserving the lives of both Ukrainians and Russians, which I actually care about in both cases. That's crazy. What are you talking about? I know. Maybe maybe human life is important and we should care about it. (laughs) I know. Um, Are you okay, Mike? Are you feeling okay? We were- I am trying to be American here. I am actually feeling a little overheated, Mm. which might be because Monday and Tuesday were apparently the hottest days ever recorded. I hate everything. On the planet. I hate it. On the planet. Yeah. I hate it so much. That's the 24-hour period using the satellites from space averaging of all the temperature you know, measurements they took around the whole planet. So that's daytime, nighttime, north and south, you know- Including the Antarctic, uh, you know, where one of the uh, weather stations down there reported a balmy 47 degrees uh, uh, Fahrenheit, which, please note, it's July, which is the equivalent of January here in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. And uh, it's dark there. It The sun hasn't shown down there for like a month. So pitch dark. At the South Pole or close to it, and it's above freezing in the winter. So that's um, that's all good. Just hate it so much. It's a small problem. Yeah, a small problem. Y- you know, I gotta well, say that doesn't. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say anybody that doesn't believe in climate change is ignorant. Well, and you I'm know, saying that as a Republican. <laughs> after after I signed up to help promote this crazy left wing conspiracy to like seize everybody else's rights, I gotta say it's been incredible good luck that you know just by sheer coincidence all these like you know warmest temperature ever's have been happening over the past you know twenty years, and you know we've had unprecedented weather events and record breaking droughts and heat waves and everything all over the planet. I mean. We got really lucky here because it, it almost looks like we weren't lying our butts off. You know, I know what are the odds? <laughs> You're not supposed to tell everybody, Mike. <sighs> oh, you know. It can't ever- be a conspiracy if you're just blabbing it on the radio. Jesus. Yeah, you know, like nobody, nobody takes me seriously. And I'm, besides, I'm sure everybody who's listening is in on it. Hola, comrades. Or should I say Tovarichin <laughs> or whatever? I don't know. Um, moving on. <laughs> moving on to something a little more serious um, or, you know, at least straightforward and and not full there of are, mind There nonsense. are a lot of very unserious things that are happening in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so uh, the Su- U.S. Supreme Court, I think they've finished their term. I think they've delivered all their rulings. I'm, I might be mistaken, but I believe so. I yes. think they- They're escaping to their jet flights to the uh, beautiful Alaska with fishing their, trips and billionaires. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with their mm-hmm. um, sugar daddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the men are going with their sugar daddies, not the women. Well, you well, know. Maybe. I, I, they, they might be. Jerks. But from what I can tell, um, this sadly is one of those things where it's like it's it's only the right wingers who are just saying, eh, whatever, we can do what we like. But anyway, um, uh, it might just be that there are other shoes to drop and it's going to turn out that Elena Kagan is like regularly doing booze cruises and crazy weekends in Vegas on, you know, George Soros's dime, I suppose. That was uh, Elena, K- well, Elena Kagan's uh, cocaine in the White House. 
Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. D- there we go. Right. Oh, stop. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sotomayor did did um do do a ruling on the, one of the publishers that gave her and Gore such a book deal. Yeah. So it's not proven, but it's still you know it's they should be above reproach. I, I mean, I, even I the parents. I I completely yeah. agree. Um, that's why Abe Fortas retired from the Supreme Court all those years ago. But anyway, um, so big decisions have come down. Uh, uh, for one thing, the Supreme Court basically blew up the whole idea of, uh, uh, affirmative action being a legally acceptable thing to do, or mostly there's like a, that's a thing we'll talk about. I think that's probably going to wind up being the whole second half of the show. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, there was, uh, uh, Moore v. Harper, uh, where the Supreme Court, I think, got it right, uh, where they shot down the whole idea of the independent state legislature, you know, basically the idea of like, look, a state legislature is what, uh, you know, the U.S. Constitution says state legislatures are the ones that get to, you know, decide how electors for the presidency are allocated. So, Nobody else can do anything to st- check their authority in any way. And, uh, you the know, fake electors uh, would have been successful if that was true. Yeah. Right. And that's and, why they brought the case. Yeah. And the uh, I uh, the Supreme Court, uh, including in this case, you know, all right, John Roberts, good for him, um, uh, ruled in favor of the power of state courts to interpret state constitutions and for the power, you know, for state constitutions to actually have binding authority over the legislatures that they, you know, that they enable in their, in themselves. So, you know, it's, it's the right decision. Do you know what the vote was? Five to three. Oh, six, three, was it? Five to three. Six, three. Um, Thomas, Alito and Gorsuch, uh, were dissenting. Um, actually the funny thing is Thomas, uh, would would not have reached the independent state theory legislature theory question at all. He wanted to dismiss it as moot. No, that is no yes. longer a live controversy. He he would have been like this. Which why are we doing this? Get it out of here. We don't which need is, to talk about this. Yeah, yeah which actually, uh, uh, I gotta, I got again, I gotta, I gotta acknowledge this is an instance where the Supreme Court actually did decide to extend itself a bit because uh, I believe the original ruling is out of North Carolina and the North Carolina State Supreme Court had said, nope, nope, you've got to throw out all these uh, these maps here, you know, like the uh, the the you know, the power of the state legislature to just do whatever it wants is uh, is limited. And um, because of uh, things that happened, and I believe uh, some elections happening, uh, the Republicans took control of that uh, of that court, and so they basically the newly reconstituted state Supreme Court said, you know, on second thought, forget that. You know, it's fine. We're just gonna say no. Uh, you know, ignore that ruling. And uh, the Roberts Court said, yeah, but the old ruling still stands. Um, so even though nobody's enforcing it, uh, we can't actually grant relief from, you know, or or affirm the judgment in this case. So that's what we're going to do. Um, yeah, they 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 went out of their way to 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 take this on. 
But I think this is to actually try and clar- clarify it. Yeah, that's a yeah. good thing then. Yeah, I, I, they, I mean, if they come down the other way, it would it would have been awful. But the fact that they they yeah, reaffirmed they, that the court actually had a role. I yeah, and I I, I this is you know they, uh, they in general, I don't think the Supreme Court should take you know moot cases and rule in things that are hypothetical or no longer relevant or whatever. But in in this case, this is. Uh, uh, the exception putting the rule to the proof here, I think, is let's avoid the kind of, uh, uh, you know, scrambling lawless shenanigans that followed the 2020 election. Let's just make it clear uh, the state laws governing how electors, you know, uh, uh, that have been passed are are valid and states have to follow them. And, uh, you know, so if they follow the proper procedures, it's just it's done. It's over. And there's no yeah. there's no sudden last minute do overs by an emergency session of the state, you know, of the, at the state house or wherever. So right. that's yeah. good. Rules are set. We follow the rules until new rules are written. Yeah, yeah. it's important for stability. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, so uh, so that is OK. Um, there was a case that uh, is kind of technical, but I found kind of shocking. Uh the counterman versus Colorado suit, which uh, maybe I don't understand it properly, but kind of seems to say that eh, kind of seems to grant more leeway to, to people to, uh, you know, to to dudes who can't take a hint to keep stalking their ex-girlfriend, which I don't think is so cool. But it might be that I'm just not reading it right or, you know, haven't read the right explanation. It's, it's a very it's very technical. It's right. a. Yeah, I appreciate you attempting to explain things to me. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe to it's summarize, very, very just balance, balancing you, the ability of people to protest and not be accused of being stalkers versus stalkers yeah. who recklessly do what they do. And yeah, people should read it for themselves. And we may talk about it more if we get yeah, more if we details have time. on it. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If we were doing this in person, you could have used a bigger two by four and maybe gotten through. But I don't, uh, know. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like uh, I, I am, I am posting links on uh, for all of these. The the opinion, um, uh, what are they called? The um, the opinion Rulings. analyses, yeah, uh, from Scotus Blog, uh, yep. which is a great resource for um, learning about the Supreme Court, uh, learning about like what they're doing and everything like that. Um, and the this is the, this this case is really really like there is there are some very specific not specific people but very specific uh, choices that the justices have made and the uh, liberal um, all Kagan Sotomayor and Jackson all yeah, went along they, with the majority. They all went along with it. So when there is when the court isn't split ideologically, that tells me there's something here. There's yeah. there's yeah. like a legal probably issue a good here. decision. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I I certainly have to concede that uh, Ms. Kagan, Ms. Sotomayor, and Ms. Jackson possibly know a thing or two about women being stalked by by dudes who can't take a hint. Shocking. And yeah, it's possible they get this better than I do and they made this ruling anyways. I just yeah. maybe I'm wrong. It's a weird case. <laughs> maybe they're creating a bright a bright line that yeah, you yeah, can yeah. use I, something. Yeah. I don't know, but it's certainly It's been hard. The stalking stuff has been hard. Yeah. Yeah. I just just my my first initial glance it kind of looked like 
yeah, not not a good move. But setting that aside, uh, bigger cases that I think uh, we understand a bit more, and I think are going to have more uh, long term impact. Um, uh, the ruling in Biden v. Nebraska basically said the the president couldn't use the um, was it the Heroes Act? The basically couldn't say, well, there's a national emergency, so we're going to do some student debt relief. Um, they said, no, 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 you can't do that. This isn't a real emergency or whatever. It was the Heroes um, Act. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was also the uh, really just shockingly terrible ruling in 303 versus Creative versus Elenis, which basically it basically it said, like, look, you can hate, you can you can discriminate against gay people if God told you to. That's how I interpret it. Um, well, I heard a great argument. I just have to say it quickly. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Going to come back. Are, are we going to? I think we're going to come back to this. Okay. I think I think we'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Still doing the summary. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. let's try and get get through this anyway. So there's also uh, uh, Groff versus DeJoy, which is about uh, whether or not employees can get you know time off because of their religious beliefs or whatever. Uh, I know John has a bit more to say about that, but eh, I, I don't have an opinion on that one way or the other. Um, and, uh, oh, there was also, uh, uh, we've already talked about these a bit before, but there was Sackett versus EPA, uh, back in May, I think saying the, uh, environmental protection agency can't use the authority of the clean water act to regulate, uh, water discharges unless it's, you know, surface water all year round or whatever. Uh, it basically was a terrible ruling that gets the science wrong. So big shock there. Um, and also, uh, there was the case from a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually almost a month ago now, uh, Alan V. Milligan, uh, upholding the Voting Rights Act and saying, no, you can't do this crazy gerrymandering in Louisiana. Uh, Ooh. you know, yeah. So that, that's good. Jerks. So, yeah. So, um, I think a few of those decisions I agree with, and therefore that means they're correct. Because you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but specifically, <laughs> right? But specifically, I do think uh, the Voting Rights Act, upholding the Voting Rights Act, and uh, shooting down the whole idea of state legislatures can just rewrite the rules for presidential electors on the fly. I think those are both correct decisions. I think they're sensible. Uh, the rest of Indian them, children. Oh, Indian that's another children, big that one. I, oh, we forgot yeah, to, to write that one true. down. We talked about that a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Also, yep. I think absolutely the right decision. Uh, good for the court to get that right. Um, I don't remember the name of the case, but that those are all good. Those three are good. The rest of them, I think, are like I'm. I'm either Indeed. indifferent or I think they're terrible. I, yeah, I don't Native know. Americans don't have right to water on their territories. I mean, that was oh right shocking. shooting shooting down the the. The Dineh or the the Navajo, as as they're often referred to, uh, saying like, "Hey, you know, we ceded you all this power in this treaty, and you're supposed to look after us, and we need our water rights for the reservation we're on." And uh, the Supreme Court said, "Well, the treaty doesn't say water rights, so you know, the card says moops. About it. So there you go. <laughs> forget about it. You need yeah. water. Forget about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's shocking what we've done to the Native Americans." It is. So uh, anyway, I think those are It's not shocking. I, it's terrible. It's very believable. Yeah. Um it's, it's bad. Genocide. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. genocide. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. I'm just saying uh -huh. it's, I'm not shocked about it. Yeah. This is kind yeah, of our you, thing. You're We're like really Philip, good at it. You're like Philip J. Fry. I'm shocked. 
Shocked. Well, not that shocked. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, I think those are the the major cases. Uh, I think a few of them are good. I think most of them are bad. Um, John Ross, Sue, what do you guys think? What do you want to? Oh, and you missed Roe versus Wade. That was, that was last decision. year. Yeah, that was last year. So was it? Yeah, this session though. The Dobbs decision. It was actually the end of last year. Yeah, they dropped it. Oh, it uh, they dropped Never it, and mind. then they went home for the summer. It has but, been. It has been a year since the Dobbs decision. There have been a lot oh of retrospectives. God. It does continue it. to um, reverberate. Yeah, um, lots of people, you know, dying. Yeah, almost dying stuff. You know, that's ten thousand bursts in Texas that were unexpected. Yep. Oh, 10, cool. yep. Yeah, I got a number from Planned Parenthood today. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yep. So 10,000 women that had children. They are all totally going to uh, take care of those kids and make sure that, that the parents have enough food and, and, and housing for the kids and make sure that the. You think in they, Texas, really? No, 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 I do not. Not at all. <laughs> no. Nope. If Ann Richards was still alive, they would, but. Maybe uh, even Bush was more compassionate. Yeah, not not Abbott, which no. doesn't which doesn't set the bar very high at all. No. Um, yeah. So uh, of those decisions, are there any of those that you guys? Uh, so I shot it out two that I thought were actually or three that I thought were actually pretty good. Are there any of those that you guys uh, think are pretty good? We don't necessarily have to explain in detail why you think they're good right now, but like anything you think is particularly good or bad, or you want to call out now as we approach the I end of the first say, half go ahead yeah i was gonna say i was gonna do it at the end of the show but um worst decision ever i think is um uh that 303 creative because they took a hypothetical case yeah with facts not in evidence that's the biggest worst one because of the way that yeah. means they can do that anytime and the yeah. best one i i take Independent state legislature. I think that may have saved our democracy. Morphy so Harper, like, certainly, yes, yeah, yeah. Those are my two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. John, um, yeah. The uh, I'm I'm really really I'm honestly really happy about the um, the postal worker uh, case. Graffy um, de Joy. What, yes. What's the deal with that? We've that, got a few he, minutes left in this half. He got so. Sunday off, right? That the court said it was okay for them to get Sunday off. No, that employers don't have to. So the, yeah, what's so what's the deal? I, I, I wasn't paying attention to this at all. Right. Um, so um, yeah. this was a unanimous uh, decision, too. This is nine zero. Oh, um, oh, OK. Deciding this. The the case was that this guy is is devout. You know, he's religious and he right. takes he he makes sure to take um, Sunday off for prayer and to go to church and everything like that. You were he uh, was like, not you're Jewish. not supposed to. No, um, Jewish would be Saturday, wouldn't it? Yeah. It right, would that's why I said he's not Jewish. Yeah, he's not okay, Jewish. He's not Jewish. Um, he's, and he's he, not Muslim. That would be Friday. It's true. But like he's a Christian and he's like, I believe that you do not do any, you do not work on Sunday. So huh? he said he went to his bosses and there was, he's like, I'm not working on Sunday. And they're like, we're the postal service. You don't, we don't do anything on Sunday. Then they made a deal with Amazon. Amazon says, we will pay you tons of money if you deliver on Sundays. Uh, and they're like, bet. So they then he they were like, dude, you have to deliver on Sundays. He's like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I'm going to transfer over here to this place that doesn't deliver on Sundays. And they're like, OK. So he went that way. 
then that place started delivering on Sundays. And he's like, I don't want to do, I can't do this because of my beliefs. And, and they're like, and he's a union guy. You yeah. gotta, well, it's postal workers. They're all union. Yeah. And they, and he's, they're like, you gotta Not do the it. Bosses. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. So they, yeah. the, um, so the bosses were like, you gotta do it. He's like, nah, any, any quit. Then he sued them yeah. for religious persecution. Yeah. So yep, for and his constructive dismissal. And his yeah, salary. exactly. Yeah. Yep. So he basically the court said, and this is the important part. This is why I like it. The mm-hmm. court said the business has to demonstrate that um, that there is an undue hardship to the business. Like if you if you let him off on Sundays, this will this will impact your your ability to do business in a in a substantial way instead of like just get another person yeah you know like if this one guy takes off sunday then you get another person or something it's not an undue hardship the 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 mail will still get delivered you know and i think this is really great because it gives more power to employees it is putting the onus of tr- proving that they, that you can't do this that onto the business, which means if there is if there is a religious or or deeply held practice, if there's something that someone really needs to do because of their beliefs, whatever their beliefs are, then the, and they say I need to have long hair because or a big beard because that's my religion or something, you know. Yeah. The business can't say, no, everybody has to be clean shaven. Why? Because yeah. it's not going to negatively impact your business, so I'm going to keep the beard, unless you want to prove it in court. Yeah, well, reasonable accommodations. That's that, that, yeah. that makes It makes total sense to me. And I mean, as we've mentioned many times on the show, I am completely not religious. I'm, I, I'm an atheist, you know, whatever, I don't care. But yeah, you know, guys are like, look, I don't want to work Sundays. It's not like he's saying I can only work Tuesdays or whatever, you know, yeah. or or something like, or I can't work with girls because they're, you know, they've got cooties or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't want to work Sunday. Well, in Saudi so Arabia, just, the women can't can't be healthcare workers for the royal family. They have to be all men. Yeah. So okay. just just right. Like yeah, there's there, there's there's a there's a level of. Come on, people. Like, I know your religion's important to you, but we, we got stuff to do. But if, you know, just... just it, It's not just religion. Scheduling it's help beliefs. Right. But I mean, if scheduling you, if, flexibility is just... Yeah. Wh- if what there is something, if there is a thing that your office does that is religious, that is specifically religious, you work at Hobby Lobby or something. Oh, and I see they, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and you guys are atheists as you said before, and you say, no, I'm not going to take part in this. And they say, yes, you are. And you say, no, I'm not. I'm working on Christmas. You have yeah. to open the shop for me. So well, I can no, that's not a thing. But like, <laughs> if, he, if you say, if, if um, someone says, well, we're, we're working on this day and you say no, or like, there's a, there's a, there's something in the office that you have to do. Everybody has to do, but it is religious saying like a morning morning devotion or something in an office let's say and you say Heck, what no, if it's I'm just gonna then, you know it in in this company we start every day with the pledge of allegiance yeah like, and nah, you say no i'm not gonna then they can't just fire you or they can't just make you do it because that is a deeply held belief that you have 
it works and that's the thing it works for so many things it's not just religion so yeah that is the best thing about this happening right now is that there are so many there there are a few major organizations and unions uh, about to strike right now it's been like we know about the wga we we can talk about Mm -hmm. and and ups yeah so uh it's really it's really great that's just here in the usa (laughs) exactly it's really great that we have this decision we have strikes and people actually gaining more power in the workplace employees gaining more power and hopefully taking taking more from the employer and and getting more rights as employees that's why i really like this this uh, this one i'm down Anyway, mm-hmm. we uh, we went slightly over, so I'm just I think we're gonna wrap up the first half of the show here. Play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Uh, maybe sneak another hot dog uh, during the break. Uh, set off a few legal fireworks. Who knows? Um, but yeah, we'll be back with more <laughs> civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We will be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with John and Sue. And uh, yeah, hey, um, so we're talking about uh, important decisions by the Supreme Court uh, that most of which just came down in the past week. Um, I want to talk. There's several of them that we want to talk about, but I want to at least hone in on a couple of them. That I I, I I have problems with and they're similar problems. One of them is uh, Biden versus Nebraska, which is basically the Supreme Court said the president can't use the HEROES Act that grants him authority to do things in a national emergency, you know, like a horrible pandemic uh, to uh, do past student debt relief, to uh, re- relieve people of uh, debts owed to the federal government. The other one is uh, the 303 Creative versus Alenis ruling that said the uh, website designer in Colorado who's thinking about maybe doing wedding websites but doesn't want to do them for gay couples because icky, um, that that's okay. You know, that 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 the court is going to say affirmatively that that is absolutely something she should be allowed to do. And there are plenty of reasons to criticize these decisions. But a very basic one is, you know, the whole question of standing, like exactly what is the problem they're trying to solve here? Um, You know, it is, uh, you know, the Constitution enumerates powers for the federal government. Stuff that isn't enumerated is reserved to the states and the people. You know, that's that's a hugely important thing in and of itself. But 
even within the confines of, well, this is stuff the federal government can do. Um, the, hey, we think this is a good idea for a national policy. We think this is what the laws should be. This is how we should spend our tax money or whatever. Like that is the purview of the legislature. And it's up to the executive to come up with rules and regulations, uh, do detailed studies and whatever, to work out the nitty gritty of how to actually put all that into practice. The job of the courts is to say, well, there's a problem or there's a contradiction or, well, this is what you did, but this person has this problem and we think it's because you guys didn't do the law right or the regulation is wrong or whatever. So it's affirming people's relief and rights and granting relief when people actually have problems. There has to be some kind of live controversy. And uh, the, the debt relief issue um, the, uh, case was supposedly, I believe it was a lend, the lending authority of, um, uh, uh the Missouri higher education loan authority. That's the one I was going to say Missouri, even though the case is Biden v. Nebraska, but, um, it, there yeah. are, it's both basically. Right. Um, so I th oh, they got folded together, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the, uh, the Missouri higher education lending authority, Mohila, they didn't want to be part of the case. The the state intervened on their behalf, even though Mohila is perfectly capable of arguing in their own interest because they're a you know a a, a you know semi independent agency, kind of like you know the Federal Reserve is at the federal level and so forth. And they not only did they not want to get involved, they actively resisted getting involved. Uh, Doc, you know, important information that uh, the uh, uh, people challenging the Biden administration, uh, challenging the Biden administration doing uh, debt relief, uh, they actually had to do public information records requests to get that information from Mohila because Mohila wanted nothing to do with it. So there's no, you know, the ostensibly injured party isn't injured. They say there's no problem here. Everything's fine. Um, this, you know, th there's no... There's no there there. And in the case of 303 Creative versus Alanis, it's even worse. And Sue, I know you wanted to – had some things you wanted to say about that. So let me shut up and let you do that. Yeah. Well, I agree with you that that's a real problem. When they take what's hypothetical, they reach out, you know, the Supreme Court. I don't – I want them to decide things that are real. And lots of stuff you have to wait until it really cooks to be yeah. ready for the Supreme Court. But I heard – I believe it was Kagan – but it was an argument, which I loved. So you know how they said about the cake, the guy, the cake designer didn't have to do cakes for yeah, um, yeah, yeah. gay people. Masterpiece cake shop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because it's artistic, right? They did that one last year. So yeah. this is a furtherance of that. They basically were arguing, even though they should have taken the case, in my opinion, that, you know, making a website is creative. And when you start to have, you know, requirements for artistic speech, that's what they're calling it, then... You know, we're really on a slippery slope in the way I think it was Kagan. It might have been Sotomayor said. So public accommodation says you can sit at the lunch table, but we can't make a cake for you. We can't cook for you because that's creative. And we can't, you know, design a website for you because that's creative. And once you start to think like that, because they've said that about cooking and food is an artistic endeavor. Uh -huh. If If my ability to do that is, you know, I can refuse to serve you. Think about people at the lunch counter in the 1950s. And mm -hmm. they could say, you can sit here because of public accommodation, but we can't feed you. 
And I think that really points out the absurdity of this case. Yeah. Plus, as you said, you know, the guy that they mentioned isn't gay. He didn't request a website. He's married to a woman for years. It's totally a fabricated case. And I, I don't know that there's anything that be, can be done, but I just thought that was a really elegant description of how we're starting to slice hairs. And then if it's your religious belief and it has to do with your artistic speech. And, you know, when you start to think about websites and algorithms and, you know, we're struggling with that on the journalism side. When does a web you know, yeah. hosts become the actual producer of the news. And I, I, I think it's the big question for this, probably for this decade, you know, a lot of these issues, but this one, I thought that was a beautiful summary of what's wrong with this case. And they were, you know, the, the, the three liberal progressive justices were on the other side. So. Yeah. Um, I do want to uh, put this out there with the 303 case. Um, the, the decision basically was saying, you can't force an individual to defy their conscience about a matter of major significance. Again, when, when the Supreme court rules on something, if it has to do with religion, it can apply, but they can't say you are specifically allowed to, to discriminate against gay people. This is saying, if it doesn't align with your views, then you don't have to do it which means yeah. if a specific kind of person comes to me and says, I want, I want you to make this, then I can say no, and they can't do anything about it. Yeah. That, yeah, even uh, if they're, totally like, they're not a protected class, but still, like if, I, if, a, if a Christian uh, comes up to me uh, or, 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 and says, uh, or I don't know, like an atheist. If a person goes up to an atheist and says, I want you to make me a religious website. And then the atheist is like, no, I don't, I, I don't want to do that. No. Um, re religion is a protected class. Like you can't discriminate against someone for their religion. Except now, now you can. You can. So yep. that's, this is going to, I think, I'm, I'm thinking that this is going to have a wider reaching effect. Um, if yeah. only just in Colorado, um, because yeah, and and this that that sort was of thing I can bring Colorado up with the affirmative too? action case. There. It was what? masterpiece cake shop was also in Colorado. Yeah, Colorado yeah. has a bit, had a very specific uh, anti discrimination law. Um, yeah, so that's why they kept fighting against it, and they're trying, and these people are trying to make precedents because it wasn't just her. She. He, he, Going to the Supreme Court, it's expensive. And one of the reasons why it's a problem when the court is sort of taking notional uh, sort of – Hypothetical. Hypothetical rulings is, well, how does this actually apply? Like what is the actual problem we're trying to solve here? Um, and that's, that's, that's a big part of where things just go wrong. Um, uh you know, because again, I don't understand why. You know, why? Why does this mean that uh, someone can't be like, well, you know, I don't believe God intends for the races of man to mix, so I'm not going to do a website for an interracial couple. Deeply held belief. Right. It's a firmly yep. held belief. Yeah. I, uh, you know, <clears throat> I uh, I provide childcare. Um, I will not provide childcare for a child with um same sex parents. Or mixed race parents, or mixed race parents. 
I was yeah. actually in a conversation with someone on online. I I stopped it, but like uh, they they were. I was saying like, what if what if the these these uh, two dudes have a kid? They both work long hours and they live in a small town. They because people are like, well, just go someplace else. What if you don't have another option? Yeah, you know, like there's one daycare in town. They can't afford uh, in in house person they have to leave their kids somewhere even if it's with like a bigot like they're still at an accredited daycare they need to do this they both work at like incredibly long hours and that's how they pay their bills so well the public accommodation lie used to force you to do it if yeah. you if you're open to the public you you have to do it yeah, yeah it's it's a that's it is a huge case and yeah um yeah so uh, it's it's i don't like it the heroes act thing it's uh. it was a big dollar value so one of the arguments was that if it's this kind of thing that's really monumental then it has to go back to the legislature and they have to they have to say that we're going to give up 400 bazillion dollars that was the argument is that it's a what did you call it a major question yeah the major, major question is yeah which yeah, has been start, invented whole cloth. That now. You know, like like the the <laughs> yeah, textualist originalist uh, uh, wing of the court has decided to just invent this whole major questions doctrine, um, purely I so that know they where can. That is in the Constitution. It's <laughs> a lot it of isn't. things are not in the Constitution that the Supreme Court has <laughs> put in the like privacy. Right, that was that was determined. Should be in the constitution, sure. but the word privacy isn't in the constitution. I think it should be. I think they they ruled correctly on on privacy being a right, but you know, I, well, I completely I, I agree. But the conservative yeah, legal changed, theory yeah. for a long time has been this textualist originalist argument. Like, what does right. the actual document say? What did the people who wrote it mean by that? You know, like mm -hmm. so to then say, okay, but. Sure, but this whole major questions uh, doctrine, it's not mentioned anywhere. We just think it's important. In the Constitution. Is, yeah. you know, the diametric opposite of what they say they care about. And it is uh, the the kind of logic that, that makes the major questions doctrine it, even vaguely intellectually respectable is the same kind of thinking that leads to saying – well, because of the way the, the Equal Protection and First Amendment and so forth, because of all these rights that are clearly spelled out work, um, there therefore has to be a right to privacy as freedom, well. Freedom from search. Yep. Right. It's, it's yep. this thing that just sort of logically follows from these other things, even though it isn't explicitly in there. And, you know, the, the Sam Alitos and the uh, Antonin Scalia's of, of the world – uh, have routinely mocked that uh, that ruling because it is not textual. So, you know, it's it's once the again, only, uh, you know, a double standard. Um, yeah, and I, I always like double standards. But I, the only place that women are mentioned in the Constitution is yeah. in the amendment that gave us the right to vote. So we have no other rights. Oh, we just have the right to vote because it's the only place the word woman appears. Huh. You know, if you, you were originalist. <laughs> you guys should maybe vote to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, at least I'm not three fifths we're of a trying. person. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. So Speaking of that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. we got a few minutes left, so let's switch. Yeah, I to wanna I really wanted to get into students this. Students for fair this. admissions let's, let's v. Harvard. So Supreme the affirmative action programs. Um there were there was uh uh it's what 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 was it? It was um students for fair admissions incorporated versus Harvard versus president and fellows of Harvard College mm-hmm. and and uh, versus University of California or Cal- Carol- North Carolina. North Carolina. This is wild to me. Um <laughs> for for uh, for a lot of reasons, but this is bas- they basically said um you can't you, you can't use race as a basis for um improving someone's chances to get into uh uh into college. And this is going to have a wide reaching um, effect because it's not just colleges. There are affirmative action programs for jobs and for different kinds of schools and for consent blah, decrees. blah, 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 blah. What's that? Consent decrees and consent yeah. decrees that said you'll, you know, make it more diverse. And, and those, those kids or actually this, sup- this police Asian, department Asian agrees kids. to be monitored by the department of justice because yeah, we've murdered way too many black people and perhaps yeah. it's bad. And yes, they yep. were. The, and we don't the people, have them in the. Yeah, the the people that were that the students in question were Asian, um, which they found non-white students to 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 put up there. That's what happened. They probably looked for non-white students that were that had standing here. They did. Which, yeah. Well, and they give less points. You know the way the point system worked. It, you know. There, there was a point system, mm-hmm. not not a quota anymore. Those those quotas have all been thrown out, but there were point systems to try and get more diverse student bodies. And if you were Asian, you didn't get as many points as some other um, sub subgroups. I'll call it. I won't use the word race because somebody it, told me that race is a construct. Race is but a is. construct, but it was constructed. You can use race. It's. It, the thing is, it's not a biological thing. Like race, race shouldn't exist, but it was constructed as a way to keep people that were non-white in their place. But today, it is still a thing that yeah. that it that does exist culturally. It is a cultural thing, but it's not a biological thing. So you can use race. It's fine. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Well, and the and the Asian kids were arguing that they they were getting less points because they were Asian instead of uh, mm-hmm. Latinx or Black or Native American, American Indian, Native yeah, American, Indian, yeah, whatever it is, yeah, depending, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the court the court argued that they should use SES instead of race. What was that? Right, that there were other ways. Like Socioeconomic factors or thank you. status. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of race, that was, I think it was Roberts who kind of put that in there and they're not changing it for the military or something. There's some exception. I couldn't follow it exactly. I didn't, I didn't fully understand the decision. I thought it, I thought it was still going to be opinion. okay for uh, religious schools. Probably. Yeah. I think the military or something, cause that yeah. was the case that was made. The military made lots of discussions about why they really need to have, you know, balanced recruits. Mm-hmm from all different walks of life and they believed it. So they accepted that in the exempted it in the affirmative action decision. Uh, yeah, it's a mess. 
Yeah. It's a mess. And Thomas, Thomas a, was the most vocal and he, uh, he benefited from um, affirmative action. And uh, Katanji uh, Brown Jackson said she did too. And they're totally opposite sides of this issue. Yeah. He, he, you know, he took advantage of it and now he wants to dismantle it. So, well, Thomas is a specific kind of person, indeed. He's, you know, he's yeah. got a billionaire paying for everything now. He doesn't need it anymore. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. I mean, the the thing is that there is the question of like, what what is it for? You know, what what it, like why do we have it? Why What's do we still goal? have it? Like, what 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 benefit does it convey? And there the the major the one of the major things is that because because black people, like you said, socioeconomic status, because black people have been basically kept down for hundreds of years with not just slavery, but with redlining, with um, not being able to to get loans, with... Uh, with We're getting more expensive loans. Exactly. Yep. Getting screwed over for that. You know, getting shot all the time. Stuff like that. You know, we, we have to deal with a lot. So... When you, um, when they're, when you're applying and trying to get into a prestigious university where you're going up against, um, people that have had tutors, they've had, uh, and they, and they have like the same life experiences as the people evaluating them, you're at a disadvantage automatically, not even like then. And we can also talk about how a lot of black students go to substandard schools because that's the way that it was made to, to be because like if you're redlined and you're put into a, a poor neighborhood because you're black and then you live there, that means the property taxes are lower there. And that means the school in that district isn't going to get as much money. Then you go across the tracks, you have the white area, they have a ton of money because they can build generational wealth because they were allowed to buy houses and things. And then they have better schools. And that's also so why you get things like proposition two and a half here in Massachusetts yes. from back in the eighties. Cause it's like, well, we, you can't raise property taxes that much. Uh, you know, and that's a way to sort of make sure that, uh, the white neighborhoods are more affluent than the black neighborhoods. Exactly. As to what were you saying? Well, do you so I was going to say, do you guys think, you know, we have a formula here in Massachusetts and it you know, it rewards certain cities and does this. And it's really it's it's like an algorithm. You don't really know how they figured it out. And it's sort of historical. Shouldn't they just give every city and town in Massachusetts the same dollar amount per student, you know, from the state, the cherry sheets? You guys know there's like a formula that does that. So certain towns get a lot more money and other towns get a lot less. Why not just make it across the board? Just, it's, you know, per student. Just, it's more complex you know, if than it's that. Lexington, if it's Lexington or it's Chelsea or it's Roxbury, you know, it, if it's 10,000 per student, it should be 10,000 per student. It's more complex than that because uh, unless you're starting off all the schools at the same level, which they aren't. Some schools in right now are better than other schools. So some schools have the infrastructure, they have the building, they have the, the tools already. 
some schools have a ton of computers and some schools have three, you know? So if you just say $10,000 for everybody, those schools that already have the better buildings, that have the better uh, tools, that have the better rooms, they will already be ahead of the other schools already. It's and then you have to think about money. It's not capital money. So it's basically just teachers. You also have to think about the, the areas that they're in, where the teachers can live. Would the teachers want to live in that area? Will they want to travel there? Like there are that this it and then you have to think about how many disabled students are in that are in that school. How many how much do you add in for them? Because they will need tutors. They will need um different accomp um uh, uh accomplishments. I don't accommodations. know. Well, accommodations, people, thank you. People, People get uh, special plans. Everybody gets like an individual special education IEP. plan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that yeah. means the, the formula's those, changed. That means not every student is equal. Yeah, but you start out with them all equal, and then you add on for those other things. It's just to it's to it's to make sure that all the money isn't going. But I just I think to it's crazy religious that we charter bake schools? this stuff in. <laughs> Well, that's a good question. I don't, I like separation of church and state. So I don't, I, you know, yeah, that ruling about Maine, you know, where they said that Maine had to pay right. for a religious school. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like that one bit, yeah. but I'm just saying that if Massachusetts would stop with the funny, funny formulas and just say, okay, for a student in Massachusetts, you know, for all the operational money, it's 10,000, it's 12,000, whatever it is, and just make it across the board and straight up so that everybody has a good foundation. I just, I think that's a much better idea than the way it's done now, which is off the local property tax and some other things. I agree. It should be balanced across the state from a central state pot. I agree with that. If you start there and if you start there and then adjust how much money each school has according to their needs, because every school district is also going to have different needs, busing, things like that, then yes, I would agree. But in general, yeah. just going back to the main a thing. A not a ceiling. Yeah. yeah. But just Sorry, going back to the- I just thought it was yeah, it's a um, philosophical question. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but just going back to the main thing about affirmative action, the point of affirmative action is to one, inject like some 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 color into these schools because Harvard and everything they and and more prestigious schools they're full of white people and the people going there are going to be future leaders they're going to need to interact with people that are different than them and we are trying to build a more diverse and more equitable like ruling class basically the people that are going to be politicians and ceos and lawyers and judges like these people need to be more diverse and if they don't go to prestigious schools then they don't get the best jobs then they don't get the experience and then they don't get to to be like justice thomas you know like that's important comment when she did the last one when they got rid of quotas and just changed it you know back was it 30 years ago or 20 years ago she said another 25 years and we won't need it anymore yeah well she was wrong how how long how long i don't know don't know it 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 really depends on when when people stop using like stop like basically my name is genre if i apply to a job and they and the 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 interviewer has a bias 
I am less likely to get a job. I am less likely to get to get into school. I am less. And if that was not a thing anymore, then we can get rid of it. How long will that take? And as it is, you know, I have a much better chance of getting into Harvard than I have a much better chance of getting into Harvard than lots of people because I go back three generations of Harvard men. Yeah. The last thing. Sorry. The last thing is the there is a case that is being made right now to get rid of legacy. Um, the So people people get people like a me. bump. Exactly. Yeah. People like you would be it's easier to get into Harvard. So they're suing to get rid of that, which so that should I, be interesting. I would support. Well, Oh, yeah. See, you know, I think people, we have to stop those. But so we do have to over, stop. The, uh, the music's been playing for a couple Sorry. of minutes. And it, it's, it's fascinating stuff, and we should talk about it more. But uh, we're done for tonight, I'm afraid. Alas. So that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents, and then OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we've got a repeat broadcast Monday afternoon at 4, and you can listen to us as a podcast tomorrow morning. That'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.